Hello and welcome. Welcome to this new episode. I'm so glad it worked, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to thank everybody for being um, a good supporter of this podcast. I've heard lots of good words and lots of uplifting things from friends and family and I just want to th- uh, say thank you. Um, if you want to be a supporter of this podcast, uh, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Josh dash Hawes forward slash support. Um, we have a really special um, episode tonight. Uh, I have a good friend on the line, uh, Jimmy. Uh, we served, what was it, Jimmy? Was it two? Was it two transfers that we were together? I think so. I think uh, we're, we're, we're together for 12 weeks in the Tacoma, Washington mission. Um, good friend of mine. Uh, I'll go ahead and let Jimmy enter. We can go ahead and get started. Thanks, Josh. Um, yeah, my name is Jimmy Lewis. Um, I actually joined the church when I was 18 years old. It's been about um, 10 years, 11 years now that I've been a member of the church. Um, uh, I was introduced to the church by a couple friends in high school when I was 16, and at my parents' request, I waited until I was 18 years old to um, to be baptized and join the church. Uh, nine months after my baptism, I received a mission call, and uh, that's where Josh and I met and became friends. And um, since then, um, I've since been married and, and started a family. And um, I run my own um, website at themormonlife.com. And I've been running that for a few years now and have been sharing uh, gospel-centered um, blog articles um, with over 80 countries around the world. That's how, when did you start that? I, I didn't know you. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> um, I started that um, back when I was in college. So I think I started it in... Um, 2011, 2012. That is, that is a pretty awesome dude. How, and you found success over that? Um, It's, it's been really successful. It's been a great way for me to share my thoughts, um, with people literally around the world, um, about different gospel topics and things like that. It's been really, really fun. Really, really good. Well, that is awesome, man. I'm so I'm so happy to hear that, and I'm glad everything's going well with um, with you and your family. I know I know that you've been kind of ill past couple of days, but I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit better. Thanks. Um, so we're gonna so we're gonna jump right right in. We're gonna talk about prophets. Um, we read throughout the scriptures that the Lord has called prophets to testify of Him and to um, bring prophecy or to prophesy of him and to tell his coming and his gospel. Uh, if we go into the new Testament uh, for those who are following along with their, with their uh, scriptures in Amos chapter three, verse seven, uh, it says, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Um, ever since Christ was crucified and even before his time, people lived in darkness in my in my thoughts and my opinions, Jimmy, you probably feel the same way. Uh, nowadays, people still live in darkness, and they're unsure of the will of the Lord. Uh, they think that we're on this earth alone, and we have no guidance what whatsoever. Uh, but we do have His guidance through a, a living prophet here on the earth. Uh, he 
he com- he communicates through his prophets um, directly, and we receive those those uh, those guides. Uh, we have the opportunity twice a year. We have one coming up in October where we get to hear from the prophet himself, his counselors, and the Quorum of Twelve Apostles, and we can and we'll talk about all that here uh, later on um, in a in, in what's called a general broadcast or general conference where it's broadcast worldwide. And then we also every month get a magazine called the Liahona or the Enzyme delivered. We get it every month here, but every month there's different topics that he talks about and that's cool. And some of the um, apostles talk about as well. Uh, so Jimmy and your own words, I want to go ahead and ask you, um, what is a prophet? That's a really good question. I think a lot of people, when they first hear that we believe in prophets wonder, well, what, what is that? What does that mean? And, and for me, the first thing that comes to mind is some, someone like Moses, um, you know, this really kind of a, I don't want to say idol, but like a great leader who, who, who a lot of people, um, will, are, will follow really easily and, and listen to and, and take guidance from someone that they know is close to the Lord, um, receives direction from him, not just for him personally, but for the church as a whole. Uh, and, and today, like you said, we, we believe in a living prophet. We believe there are prophets on the earth today and, and they're for us, they're really easy to follow because we have testimonies that, that they have been called of God, um, to be special witnesses of Jesus Christ. Exactly. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't have said any better than I could, um, and if we think about um, going back to Moses, because a lot of these prophets, they come from various stations of life. So like Moses, uh, if I recall, he wasn't a, that great of a speaker. So he had his, his cousin, right? Aaron, his brother. who mm-hmm. His brother, that's right. He kind, kind of helped, helped him speak and relay the message. I think Moses had a, uh, had a stuttering problem. Um, and so he had his brother Aaron help him um, relay the messages a little bit more clearly. Um, so, you know, from Moses, you know, even J- Joseph Smith, you know, who was a farmer who didn't really have a, um, good, good schooling background. I think he only finished up to the third grade and then he was, um, uh, uh, he was called to be on the farm a lot. Um, some are lawyers or teachers, um, and back in, back in the biblical days, prophets used to wear tunics or robes or carry scars and stuff like that. Um, but nowadays a modern prophet, he wears a suit and tie and carries a briefcase. Um, and going back to what we're talking about, we believe that they're called of God by priesthood authority, um, and to lead us and guide us, um, through these ages. That's right. Um, and it all, like, like you said, it back in the days of Moses, it actually started, with Adam in the very beginning, God called Adam. Um, uh-huh. He created Adam and Adam was the first prophet. And throughout time, there's been a succession of prophets. And there's also been times where there hasn't been a prophet on the earth. Um, because as you, as anyone can imagine, um, not everyone believes that there's a prophet or someone who claims to be a prophet. A lot of people may not believe that it's a true prophet. So uh, the pattern that we see throughout the, the biblical record and throughout history is that God will call a prophet and the prophet will um, be that witness for God and and prophesy in the old Testament. 
primarily of the coming of Jesus Christ and the people will either accept or reject. And, and usually the majority of the people will reject those prophets and it ends up to the prophet being removed from the earth um, either by death or um, in special cases um, being carried away in a chariot of fire, all kinds of other fun stuff. Um, but in those cases where there's not a prophet on the earth, we find times where um, people are uh, drifting away from, from the commandments and, and living the life that um, Heavenly Father would want them to live. And, and so what, what God will do is the pattern will continue. He'll, he'll put another prophet on the earth and he'll raise him up to, to lead his children again. And we've since seen that since the death of Jesus Christ, there was a time where there wasn't a lot of um, prophetic activity. The apostles were all martyred and killed and died. And for a long time, we went through a period of dark ages and, and then a reformation period with um, people who started feeling that spiritual fire again and started preaching again, um, which as we know is where, where Joseph Smith started coming into play. And with Joseph Smith, that, that prophetic authority was, again, restored upon the earth and begins what we consider or what we refer to as a new dispensation or a time where there is a prophet on the earth. And so that pattern of God calling prophets is, has always happened and, it, and it's continued. And we believe um, that that pattern continues today. Um, since, since the calling of the prophet Joseph Smith, uh, we believe that he was given his authority by um, Peter, James, and John, uh, the the apostles of of Jesus Christ, and we believe that that prophetic succession of authority continues today, um, up to our current prophet and president of the church, Russell M. Nelson. Exactly. So, why do you think it's important um, that we have a prophet on the earth today? You know, for me having not been raised in a church or always been familiar with the idea of having a prophet of God on the earth, uh, the importance of having a prophet is a big deal. Um, you know, we have the scriptures, which are, which are an excellent source of truth for us. Um, especially as Latter-day Saints, we believe in the book of Mormon. And so we have an added, added source there, but having the words of who we believe to be a living prophet, um, that, that shares messages with us, as you said, every, every six months and, and other leaders of the church as well, having that direction on such a regular basis and knowing for me, having a testimony that, that what they're saying is what God would want me to hear knowing that and, and following that counsel just makes life easier. And it makes, it makes I agree. raising a family easier and it makes going to work every day easier. And, and it, and it just makes me feel like, I'm doing what God wants me to do. Exactly. And, and for me, knowing that um, uh, President Nelson, um, like you said, he is the living prophet to, today, um, knowing that he has the keys of the kingdom, meaning that the authority to direct the entire church of, upon the earth, those keys have been passed down. Um, like you said, Joseph Smith, um, started receiving uh, those prophetic keys from Peter, James, and John, and then it continued on from then. And the, since, since since the time of Joseph Smith, when those uh, the keys of the kingdom were restored, 
till Russell M. Nelson, knowing that they will never be taken off this earth again, um, really changed my it changes my my day to day. I won't say not routine, but how I look about life. I guess knowing that um, that we will never see a dark mm-hmm. age ever again. Uh, um, so in Matthew, like it talks about. Um, I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth or loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. It's like when you're, you're talking about you, you were married, you know, I'm married. We both were married in the temple and we were, we were bound by that same priesthood authority, but by, a, um, by, I want to say different key for say. Um, and it's that same priesthood that the prophet holds, but we're bound on earth which were bound in heaven. I think we talked about in a previous episode where um, we believe in eternal families. And because of, because we have a living prophet on the earth today, we're able to be sealed for time and all eternity with our families. Um, the president of the church, like I mentioned earlier, he's assisted by his counselors, which we call the first presidency. Um, and we believe that we, um, have the quorum of the 12 apostles, just like Jesus Christ established when he was here. We mentioned Peter, James, and John. There's, there, there's others that uh, followed in his footsteps of the 12. Um, and we believe that we sustain them as prophets, seers, and revelators as well. Um, one of the, let's see, <clears throat> uh, Wilford Rudruff, of the church he said the lord will never permit me or any other man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray it is not in the uh, program it is not in the mind of god if i were to attempt that the lord would remove me out of my place so reading that jimmy what that that tells me that the lord will never ever in on time ever lead his people astray, which he never has and he never will. What are your thoughts on President Woodruff's uh, saying? Yeah, I I think that's a really bold statement, uh, especially coming from the president of the church at the time himself. Um, he had great confidence in his calling and he had great confidence in the Lord and in and in knowing that if he were to ever do something that was contrary to God's will, that something would happen to him where he would be removed from his office Um and um, a new prophet would be called in his stead. And, and I think that's a great testimony. It's a great testimony builder for me, um, knowing that, you know, we believe that it's not the prophet that, that leads the church. It's Jesus Christ himself that leads the church. And, and, it's, and it's his kingdom, and it's, it's, it's his church, and he's not going to let anything happen to it to, uh, to make things go astray. Exactly. And so we, so me personally, I sustain the prophets. I and I sustain them as a prophet, seer, and revelator. I sustain the quorum of twelve apostles because they know the will and um, the way of the Lord, and they teach us that every month and every six months, whenever we get to hear them uh, through general conference. Right, right. We every six months at general conference the. The body of the church, the members of the church have the opportunity to what we call uh, offer a, a sustaining um, for each of the, the leaders of the church. 
And when we do that, we, we raise our hands and, and say that we do sustain them. And, and by sustain, we mean support. And, and when we support these leaders, it's, it's not so much financially support them or anything like that, but it's more of we're praying for them. We're hoping that they're in good health. Um, we're fulfilling our callings as, as church members, doing, doing what we've been asked to do. And I think most importantly, we're following the counsel that they give us. Um, like we've already talked about, we, we believe that they receive revelation from God for the church as a whole. And, and it's our job to one, listen to that, um, listen to what they're teaching us and, and put it into practice in our daily lives. And the only way that we can know for ourselves if what they're teaching us is true is if we attempt to implement those things and see the results that come from implementing them. And I think that by doing that, by experimenting upon their words, we're sustaining them and, and following their counsel and seeing the blessings that come from doing so. Exactly. I agree. And in, in, in doing so, um, that leads us or. In, in sustaining them, we then get to see, um, they get to see our support. They feel our love and everything. Um, but if we then listen to what um, they're saying, we are then blessed with um, with blessings from, from the Lord. Um, because he, he has taught us that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. And the Lord will uh, disperse the powers of darkness from you just by following the prophet. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, you know, if you're, if you're in a dark place and you need to be lifted up, um, what better way to, um, uh, get a good message right. by, by reading the words of the prophet. Right. One thing that I've implemented recently is, um, I, I set a goal after our, our April general conference to read through the, the text of each of the conference addresses before the next general conference. And I think I have nine left um, before I, before I meet that goal. And what I've, what I've been doing is I've been reading about one, one of those messages a night along with my general scripture study and talk about a supplement to your scripture study. Reading these words of living prophets has been such a great blessing and, and it's been such a great supplement. Um, I can't, I can't explain how, how good it's been. My, my spirituality has increased. I feel, I feel closer to God. I know what I can be doing now in today's world to, to be a better person and a better example and, and to help others. It's, it's just been great. So let me ask you a question. And in, in, in when, when you're doing that, what kind of, ex, uh, what kind of experiences have you had when you're, implementing those those uh those studies in your day-to-day along with your uh, scripture studies Mm -hmm. um there's been times where i've i've been really good at reading consistently but there of course being human and imperfect there's been times where i've um kind of lost that momentum and, and lost that consistency in my reading um, and so it's, it's been a blessing and a curse because I feel different when I do read than when I don't. Oh, exactly. And, and so I know that when I do read, I feel like my days go better and I feel like I'm, I'm in a better mindset than I, than I would have been ha- if I didn't read. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably the foundation of it all. And, and when I'm in a better mindset, I feel like, um, I can be 
a better husband to, to my wife and I can be a better father to my children and I can be a better neighbor. Um, and I can, I can be a, a better person all around. It's, it's just makes a little life a little bit easier knowing the big picture when you bring these messages from prophets and, and leaders of the church um, into your life. Exactly. There's one, there's one scripture that I want to read uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, It's in in Ephesians chapter two, verse 20 talks about in order for the, for the church to stand, it must be built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I mean, if you take apart the, I mean, the foundation of, of a building, you have concrete, you have a cornerstone that holds up, that holds your house. But as soon as you start chipping away at your foundation, your house is going to fall completely right. co- completely apart and that's that's what happened with the the church that uh christ established when he was on on earth because he was here he established um his 12 apostles to follow him but as soon as he was crucified what happened to the church that he set up mm-hmm. it, it started it started fa- it started falling apart because they started killing away the apostles um and they were you know there were there were sentences out to to kill them and that's when we were introduced into the dark ages because the gospel was then taken off the earth because everything just fell apart. Right. Um, and, and more and more importantly, um, the authority that those apostles held, that priesthood authority was also taken off the earth because they exactly. weren't able to, to govern the church with them not being alive anymore. Um, and, and to go along with that scripture, one, that's one scripture that really stood out to me that I can, that I can remember from when I was first learning about the church when I was 16. Um, I, I read that scripture and I, I understood that when, when Christ was on the earth during his ministry, he had, he had organized a church. And and as that scripture says, it had prophets and apostles and, and teachers. And you can go through the other parts of the new Testament and read that there were um, priests and 70 and all kinds of organizations um, surrounding this church. And when I started looking in into the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, one of the things that really stood out to me was it's the same organization. It's organized exactly the same as it's written here in this scripture and in other, other scriptures in the new Testament. And that was one of the biggest factors in me gaining a testimony of the LDS church. Exactly. I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of people look for that too, um, as you, but I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, that you, that you, that you were able to, to see that while you're investigating the church. Cause I, I guess, uh, from, from my experience when I was a missionary, a lot of people had that, had, had that struggle, but as soon as they see that it was, that it's set up, the exactly the same like you did then they then they start oh okay you know i you know then they start then they start going and they start and they start wondering and then they start praying to see if it actually is the true church and i had a lot of people get the same answer yes it is the exact same church as when christ was alive on the earth mm-hmm. um but that's that's you know that's that's everything i have for tonight and i don't know jimmy do you have anything else that you that you would want to add to to this no this is this has been a really great discussion i'm really glad that that you invited me to do this it's been a lot of fun 
I know I know we struggled to get it up and going for a good ten minutes or so, but I'm glad that we were able to get it to work. <laughs> yeah, me um, too. Um, again, guys, thank you for your support through this um, experience. This has been a great experience for me to to share my testimonies with, or te- my testimony with with you guys. Again, um, I don't know if he listens, but Elder Pearson, he is the reason behind this podcast. He gave a uh, conference talk uh, a couple months ago or a month ago in BYU or I don't not BYU in Utah um about oh. was it at BYU? Yeah, it was for the uh Fair Mormon conference. That's right. Okay. I could I couldn't remember if it was at BYU or not, but he told he basically said that we all need to um share share our thoughts and our testimonies with with those and what great way to 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 do so by doing a podcast on just the simple beliefs and the gospel principles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, again, if you want to support this, go to anchor.fm forward slash Josh dash Hawes forward slash support. Um, and you can show your support that way. Again, I appreciate seeing the numbers go up as far as listeners and followers and we're everywhere. Jimmy, this, this podcast has taken off. It's on Google podcasts. It's on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I think I'm on, I think this eight, this is on like 11 platforms now. This is growing even bigger than I imagined. Wow, that's awesome. So, but Jimmy, I want to thank you for your time, man. I, I'm really glad you're able to join, and hopefully, we can get you on the next one. Um, if your wife will let you <laughs> get away for, for 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 a couple minutes. Yeah, I would like that. I think I think we can make that happen. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it again, um, and say hi to the family for me. And guys, thank you for your support again. I cannot express it enough um and we'll catch you guys next time jimmy we'll catch you later thanks again